three entire weeks and I'm back doing my podcast. I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, okay, so I'm recording uh, as I wait for some ibuprofen to kick in. I have a headache from hell and I'm not really in the mood to be doing this or anything else creative right now, even though I am recording this while I wait for an open mic to start. And that's who I am, folks. Just busy, a workaholic, and honestly a masochist. Because do I want to be doing this? I I don't know. What would I rather be doing? I guess I'd rather be uh, lounging on some type of uh, boat. A big boat, okay? I don't want to say yacht. No, I mean a yacht, okay? I think I deserve it at this point. I think I deserve at least one relaxing, uh, lounging weekend on a yacht. And I know it's so expensive, so somebody else is going to have to pay for it, or I'm going to have to be invited as a guest onto someone else's yacht charter, but I, I think I've earned at least one yachting weekend so far in my life. It's so expensive to rent a yacht. Like the numbers are astronomical. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but I have seen um, that show on Bravo about the people who work on chartered yachts. And all I know is it's just, it's so expensive. And I'm currently drinking some, um, let's see, it's called Perfect Hydration Water and it's alkaline water with a 9.5 alkaline rating. So will this make me feel better? I hope so. I need it. Oh my God. So the reason I haven't been uh, doing the podcast lately, I've I've just been really busy. I'm very busy. I... Um, I'm working full time. I have extra work to do on the side. The end of the year is is always the busiest time of year for me. December is just always one of the busiest months of the year. November and December are. But um, I have so much work to do. I'm also taking some classes. Um, then I'm also doing comedy on top of that. So, and I'm just one woman. What can I say? I'm one woman in the world, alone, supporting herself, which is depressing enough, you know, because I live in Los Angeles and Los Angeles folks, it's expensive out here. Um, I don't know how to properly explain how expensive it is. <laughs> well, rent is fucking insane here. Um, I mean, I have a pretty good deal. I don't even want to say how much I pay because you're not even going to believe me. 
when I tell you for the Los Angeles area, but I do live in a questionable neighborhood. Okay. So in order to get a rent that shocks people, you have to be willing to live in a neighborhood that uh, may not look great, you know, from uh, an outsider's eye. Um, but it is slowly gentrifying. There was um, one jogger who I saw in the neighborhood. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the, has to be the first sign of gentrification is one jogger. And then there's two joggers eventually and then three and four. And then there's a, I don't know, a smoothie and supplement shop will be put in. Who knows? But eventually it will gentrify, especially because I do live um, kind of in South L.A. and they are building an NFL stadium down there. Not to brag again, folks, that I live in Los Angeles where we have not one, but two NFL teams that nobody cares about. (laughs) Nobody cares about the NFL teams we have, except, you know, people do go to the games because the traffic is horrifying in my neighborhood. Whenever there is a game, they play at the uh, the USC stadium. See, I'm giving you some geography, and, I, and I'm not sure how much of that I should do, because, you know, I have had a history with uh, men, uh, as you would say, stalking, <laughs> mostly just online or through the phone, not really in person. I hope not really in person, but I don't want to give too much away about where I am. Uh, speaking of stalking though, I I had something kind of interesting happen. So I am unfortunate. Yes, I'm on, I'm on a dating app. I'm on Hinge. It is the worst dating app. Uh, I actually, they're all bad, but I'm convinced that Hinge is the worst one, I guess just because I'm on it. But, uh, there was a guy, so Hinge gives you, it'll show you options of guys that you can like and you can like them through like liking quotes or, you know, things they described about themselves, or you can like a photo that they posted. Um, And then when somebody likes you or something that you posted, you get a notification that a guy likes you. Okay. So I went on there and I saw one of the guys who likes me. Okay. It's a guy who had found me on Bumble, maybe like uh oh gosh i mean it has to be almost four years ago because it was in the first place that i lived in when i lived in los angeles this was in 2014 and he had found me on bumble then and um i made the mistake of giving him my phone number uh i i've now realized you should not give your phone number just don't give out your phone number unless you absolutely like if you are going to go on a date with a guy fine give him your number i guess but just be really careful about it. I mean, I know you can always block a phone number now, but um, gosh. So what he did was, is he started like, so we texted for a bit and then he was like, just being like really pushy. I'm this, all these memories are coming back to me as I'm talking about this, but I remember like he wanted me to like send him pictures or whatever. And whenever a guy you don't know asks for that stuff, it's just, like, rude. Like, if you're dating the guy or he's already, you know, seen you naked or whatever, like, who cares? You know? Like, like honestly. But, uh, so he wanted to see pictures of me. And he would send, like, these weird pictures of him, like, 
like he would be like dressed in a suit. It would be like a mirror selfie if of him in a suit, like like stockbroker porn or something. I don't know. Like, what's the character in American Psycho? Uh, fuck. You know who I'm talking about? Christian Bale's character in American Psycho. Oh, Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Um, yeah. So I decided I wasn't interested in him. I stopped texting him. And then he decided to call me in the middle of the night. Uh, probably around three in the morning once. I pick up the phone. I say hello. And I don't know. He's like so unintelligibly drunk that I just like hang up. But I'm like, don't call me when you're drunk and don't call me at this hour. Okay. And I didn't think anything of it. Uh, then he starts calling me <laughs> maybe like once a month at around 3 a.m. And this happened every month for about... Oh, I'd say almost a year. I'm not even making this up. So I would get a phone call in the middle of the night around three in the morning from this guy, from this guy's number. And this was, I, I don't think you were able to block individual phone numbers on iPhones back then, but um, I didn't like that. So, but the same guy found me on Hinge uh, and who had previously stalked me via Bumble. I can't even believe it. That's that's the type of luck I'm I'm having right now. You know, sometimes uh, you got to go through it, folks. Um, what else is going on? Oh, I went to uh, the East Coast a couple weeks ago. I went to uh, New York to do some shows. Uh, before I went to New York, though, see, I flew to Boston because I was going to visit a friend in Vermont. So I flew to Boston. And I took a bus from the Boston airport to Hanover, New Hampshire, which is where uh, Dartmouth is. Um, Not bragging that I know people who have gone to Dartmouth, but I do. Okay, I know people who have gone to Dartmouth. That's the the type of high-class individuals I rub elbows with, okay? Uh, So I went to visit my friend. Uh, She lives in Vermont. Vermont and New Hampshire are right on the border of each other. I mean, you would know that. I don't need to explain geography, but um, yeah, I visited my friend. It's very woodsy there. Um, We purchased some CBD oils, which I'm hoping were local to Vermont. And it was fine. Um, So I had one rousing wild night on the town in Vermont. We went out to dinner I tried oysters for the first time. Big news. I know it's shocking that somebody like me, a high-class woman and an educated individual, had only um, had never had oysters before. But I tried them, and um, they're just as kind of gross as I expected them to be. <laughs> I never... I see, just looking at an oyster, like, just, like, the texture of it, I'm like, this doesn't look good. It just has that like slimy look to it. And that's, it's exactly what it tastes like. I guess the one thing about it that I did like was just the, the briny salt water that they leave on top of it, I guess, uh, when they serve it. It was fine. Um, I don't know if I'll, well, now I know I can eat one instead of just like declining if somebody offers me one in the future. Is that a thing that happens? Do people just offer oysters? I guess they do. 
Sorry, I need another slip, a sip of uh, alkaline water. Um, okay, well, it's almost Christmas time, and you know what that means. Uh, my car is making a weird sound. <laughs> That's how you know you're an adult. Like, when your car is making a weird sound around Christmas time, and you're dreading spending money finding out what the sound is... That's how you know you're a grown up. I, I swear to God. So my car, it was uh, acting up recently and I took it to the, the dealership and they told me I had to get the front axle replaced. This is the second time in five years I've had to get the axle replaced. And do I think it has to do with Mercury retrograde? Yes, because the first time I got it done, it happened uh, during a Mercury retrograde in July 2013. I had to get my axle fixed. Uh, Also, at the same time, my boyfriend passed away. He passed away when the car was in the shop. And he passed away owing me money. Look, I I feel bad saying that, but he did. (laughs) These are just facts. He passed away owing me $1,500. And let me just say, I could really use that $1,500 right now. That's all I'm going to say. But my car is making sounds, and that's going to be my Christmas. I mean, you remember when uh, you were an innocent child and your parents would just, they would get you gifts, well, under the guise of Santa getting you the gift, right? You know, and then you would uh, maybe open one gift on Christmas Eve. You know, you'd be so excited. Christmas is so exciting when you're a child. It really is. As an adult, not so much, you know. As a child, you know, you get toys, maybe some clothes. I used to get really upset when I got clothes when I was younger, you know. And then by the time I was like 13 or 14, I was like really into clothes for some reason. I don't know. Teenage girls are stupid. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, my dad, like he, uh, this is my impression of my father on Christmas, okay? Shut the fuck up, you twos. <laughs> That's it. And um, oh, here's an impression of my father on a Tuesday night. Shut the fuck up, you twos. That that was like one of his favorite things to say. He also used to. Um, well, this is like probably his signature uh, catchphrase. So he. <laughs> Every every year on his birthday, and my father, both of my parents are obsessed with age. Okay, they're obsessed with it. Like, they won't stop talking about their age. Uh, they won't stop asking what other people's ages are. If they find out somebody else's age and they think they look bad, they'll be like, oh, she looks bad for her age. <laughs> or if somebody looks good, you know, they'll be like, oh, she looks great for her age. It's like this weird obsession. I don't know if this is like a baby boomer thing, but my parents are just, they're so overly obsessed with age and aging and just like, I don't know, they they were both like kind of vain and into like, you know, making sure they moisturized and all that sort of stuff. Like, like they both had like skincare routines. My dad used to go get manicures, so manicures and pedicures oh god so weird uh (laughs) very vain and narcissistic i turned out great everything's fine i'm i have no mental health issues at all 
you know, I'm not scarred from my childhood. But anyway, so this is what my father would say. So every year he had a birthday, he would say his age out loud. He'd be like, well, 57 years old. And then he would immediately follow it up with, and I've got nothing to show for it. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and he'd be like, I've got nothing to show for it. Cause my father, instead of like appreciating me and my sister and my mother, you know, he decided that he was too good to be there. That being a father and a husband was a punishment to him. <laughs> and that, you know, the only way he could ever, you know, show that he was worth anything was by, like, owning property or, like, being rich or whatever. Like, my father was just, like, obsessed with being rich or getting rich, but he, like, never... I don't even I don't even know what his plan was. Like, he gambled a lot. I don't know if that was his plan to get rich. I'm talking about him like he's dead, but he's not. He could possibly be listening to this, and that's fine. You know, I what I've realized is that he'll never... Him and I will never have the same understanding because he lives in a completely different world than I do. I live in, like, the actual world and he... <laughs> He, like, he lives in, like, a fantasy world where, you know, his, uh, I don't even know what the word is. Like, what he wants and what he needs are the number one priorities in the world he lives in. There is no seeing the needs and wants of others. Um, it's just, like, really selfish and he has no ability to see outside of himself. Damn, this is getting deep. Okay. I was planning on like just making jokes about the Good Morning Julia video, but <laughs> well, okay. This is better than I thought. Okay. So yeah. So he'd always be like, well, I'm 59 years old and I've got nothing to show for it. And honestly, that like, it hurt my feelings, you know, like, can't you just like at least be proud that you have a daughter, two daughters actually. And, um, just enjoy being their father. But no, he's not like that. Like, he doesn't think that way. He's, it's, it's, it's not a normal way of thinking. Um, and I guess that's fine. You know, if I had had a normal father, I, I guess I wouldn't have, uh, some of the inclinations that I have. I probably wouldn't feel the need to go on stage tonight you know, to do an open mic at uh, 6 p.m. on Saturday night. Maybe I'd be on a fucking yacht. Maybe not. Who knows? I All I know is, is the way he was shaped who I am. And I guess I like who I am. Even though I've been... I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I know this time of year can be really difficult for people mental health-wise. And I think a lot of people really struggle with... Um, depression and suicidal thoughts around the holidays. And I mean, I'll tell you what, I can swing from having, you know, being in the greatest mood to being suicidally depressed in within a matter of hours. And I don't really know why that is. Um, I get triggered by certain things and I'm just learning about this sort of stuff. Uh, my therapist thinks I have certain 
uh, triggers related to PTSD that can send me into like a depression spiral. Like, for example, I got an email at work the other day that said I was late. <laughs> like, it sounds so silly, but like the email was like, well, you were late to work today and you didn't tell us you were going to be late, which is false. I did send an email saying I was going to be late. And it was like a horrible rainy day in Los Angeles, which if you know anything about living in Los Angeles, if it rains here, everything is chaos. Okay. The traffic is going to be horrible. There's going to be multiple accidents. Sure enough, on my way to work, I saw probably four or five accidents, you know, and, and that's typical when it rains here. But anyway, I was accused of not telling my employer that I was going to be late when in fact I did tell them that. Okay. I sent an email like at eight thirty or something. I'm supposed to be at work by like nine fifteen or nine twenty. And I didn't make it till like ten o'clock because of the horrible traffic. Okay. So I get this email that's saying I didn't do that when in fact I did do that. And something about it was so triggering to me that it sent me into a depression spiral that is currently going onward today. Okay, this happened uh, four days ago, three days ago, and I'm still depressed. And it's because I have some type of complex PTSD related to um, when I have worked for people in the past who used to send, you know, like abusive or accusatory emails or say things abusive or accusatory uh, to my face. You know, I, I've worked in law for almost 10 years. And I, I just have to say, it's one of the most stressful areas to work in. It's a very stressful profession. And you're going to work with people who aren't happy with their lives and they want to take that out on you. And I've unfortunately experienced that uh, in some of my work situations. So receiving that email and seeing the tone of it just wasn't very nice. And um, I don't know, it just sent me into this depression spiral I'm still dealing with. And then plus, you know, thinking about my car, it's like I'm also enraged. I'm simultaneously enraged and suicidally depressed. I like I don't know how that's possible. It is possible, right? Cuz humans are complex. I think that's what we learned here today. <laughs> humans are complex. And I keep having these like, you know, these very like tame thoughts of like things I should do versus other things maybe I should do. I'm like, should I go see Creed 2 today or should I just fucking die? You know, which sounds better? Creed 2 actually, I think it got an 83% Rotten Tomatoes rating. And I was thinking about seeing that or seeing Green Book. Green Book got an 81% Rotten Tomatoes rating. I know that shouldn't matter, but that is kind of how I think about movies now. Which doesn't make sense. Well, I like the critics rating, first of all. Like, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you see the audience ratings and you read their actual reviews, you're like, these people know nothing of which they speak. They are not uh, film lovers of any type. 
they obviously don't know anything about, uh, you know, artistry or culture or, <laughs> or anything like that. I read some reviews of Widows, which, by the way, folks, if you haven't seen Widows, go see Widows. Do yourself a favor. See this movie. It's so good. Okay. I think it's the film of the year. If it doesn't get nominated for Best Picture, I, that's going to be, that's a crime because it's so good. And I've heard a lot of people saying that they either didn't like it or they thought it was boring or, you know, things of that nature. But some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience ones, they're like, oh, God, this movie's so political. Can a movie just be a movie and not have anything about politics in it? I hate comments like that when people are like, oh, why does this have to be about politics? A lot of things are about politics. I'm sorry. They are. They really are. Speaking of politics, I did see a billboard for uh, the Tim Allen sitcom Last Man Standing on Pico Boulevard. Pico and Overland is the intersection where I saw this billboard. And the show, I guess it was canceled previously. I, I'm not sure if it was because he said something bad. <laughs> is that what happened? Why am I making this up? Am I making this up? I don't want to fact check this, but Tim Allen may have said something bad. I know he's a Republican. <laughs> he is a Republican. He's so rich. Can you just imagine how rich Tim Allen must be with all the things he's done? So like, so he had a sitcom that was in syndication in the 90s, which is huge. Like if you had a sitcom in syndication in the 80s or 90s, fuck, you're rich. And then he was also in Toy Story. Was he in all of the Toy Stories? I think there's three of them, right? And, but there's a fourth one coming out next year. So he has a lot of money. Plus, he was in Jungle to Jungle, which, let's be honest, that is an American classic. Um, anything that has to do with Mimi Siku. <laughs> Mimi Siku. Yeah, that boy was hot. I don't know what. I think his name was Sam. Some, Sam Huntington. Sam Huntington. Am I making that up? I don't want to fact check this. But anyway, I saw... <laughs> Mimi Siku. Uh, I saw the billboard for Last Man Standing, and it says it's going to be on Fox, which is appropriate. Uh, Fox is a horrible company, uh, which we know is controlled by the Murdochs. And uh, <laughs> what did the billboard say? It said something like, uh, prepare to get hooked again. And Nancy Travis is like holding a bass fish. And Tim Allen is, like, holding a fishing line with a hook on it. And I'm like, who is this for? Especially in Los Angeles. Who in Los Angeles is like, gotta watch Last Man Standing. It's my favorite show. <laughs> and it's just a show about a conservative uh, Republican fisherman father who... I don't, I'm sure he has some daughters who he tries to protect from men. He probably is like... I, I have a shotgun and a shovel. I don't know. There's probably lots of shotgun and shovel jokes with different variations on them. I don't know if I'm making that up, but that's what it sounds like it is, right? Long story short, we don't need that show. There's lots of shows we don't need. Um, one show we do need, though, is 90 Day Fiance, which I am <laughs> in the middle of binging. I'm almost done with season four. I cannot... Okay, when I think of mental illness and my struggles with mental health, 
I think, wow, these people on 90 Day Fiance have it so much worse. And then I feel better about my life. Um, If you don't know what 90 Day Fiance is, it's a TLC reality show where an American who is engaged to a foreign person from another country, they apply for a K-1 visa, visa, which is a, a fiance visa. And what happens is is the person from the foreign country comes to live with the American in America. And then within 90 days, they have to get married or they have to go back to their country. So 90 days is, I mean, first of all, that's a ridiculously short amount of time to decide if you want to marry somebody. Unless you're like one of those like psychos who meet somebody like this and gets married the same night in Vegas or you're like, oh, I've known you for two weeks. Let's get married. You know, one of those nightmares. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of these people are just like so desperate. There's this couple right now. Um, it's Aslan who is from Morocco and he's Muslim. And Nicole, she's this white girl from like, I don't She has to be from someplace kind of southern I don't know but like it's just so funny (laughs) because they're like they're totally mismatched in every way like not just like I don't understand the physical attraction aspect of it but also just like you can tell just like mentally culturally uh religiously it's like totally weird it doesn't make any sense i don't know if they get married but i'll i'll find out after the end of this season uh and then one couple who i think they were on season three who i thought was really weird was this old guy named mark and um this 19 year old girl (laughs) from the Philippines. he's like 58 and she's 19 and she's from the Philippines and his first wife was also from the Philippines, like in the same city. So he like just like went to the Philippines to get like a replacement wife. It's so weird. So, yeah, if you like not thinking, if you want to, uh, you know, not watch intellectual material like Last Man Standing. OK, and you just want to watch watch some trash TV I suggest you watch 90 Day Fiance. It is available on Hulu. Okay. Now, should I send out some uh, some booking emails? Or should I check into a mental hospital? That's, <laughs> That's the question on my mind right now. I feel like I should send out some booking emails. I have the urge. I think I want to go to San Francisco again because I've only been there once. And uh, big no, big news, big news. I can, I can speak. Um, I'm going to go to Europe next summer, so I'm going to be in Italy uh, next June. So I think I'm going to plan a trip to go to uh, some other countries. So I'm, I want to go to France and possibly England, but definitely France. I want to go to Belgium. Uh, so I'll be in France, Belgium, and Italy at least. Maybe uh, Switzerland? I don't know. I'll have to see what I'm able to do. But um, for sure, I'll definitely be in Italy, France, and Belgium. And in France and Belgium, I know I'll be able to find uh, some English-speaking comedy shows to perform on. So I'll start researching that. Okay. Um, I'll pay the money to put my website back up, <laughs> which I haven't done. 
And I need to do, in case you've been looking at my website or trying to find it, it's currently not up right now. I know, folks. I know. I've been slacking. Because I need to put up, I I think I'm going to put up a store uh, on my website where people can pay pay for me to reply to their DMs or something. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Just a silly idea I have, you know. Um, okay, well, I guess that's it. I have to go. Um, I'll leave you with this. Good morning, Julia. If you don't know what that is, then I can't help you. Okay, bye.